When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of AMA. I'm your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm going to be answering your questions. If you have a question, you want to get it answered, submit it to connect at impacttheory.com. Again, that's connect at impacttheory.com. And speaking of Impact Theory, our newest comic book is coming out October 4th. If you want to meet me in person, you want to meet Steve Aoki, the whole crew, we're all going to be at the New York City Comic Con NYCC October 4, 5, 6, and 7. Uh, And just for the record, Steve Aoki is only there one day, and that is Thursday, which is the 4th. So if you want to see him, come on out. I will be there all four days. Hopefully you guys will be there to join us for Neon Futures premiere. All right, without further ado, the first question is, the last year, this is from Nick, the last year and a half has challenged me more than ever. I've exponentially grown and I'm slightly proud of it, slightly. I say slightly because I still don't feel I have control of my life. External factors like my car breaking down leads me down a mental spiral of anxiety because I think the rest of my responsibilities, I think of the rest of my responsibilities and believe I will immediately have to sacrifice something I don't want to. This mindset has been haunting me. It will ruin an entire day because I will procrastinate due to the anxiety. This has ruined relationships in my past because the stress takes over, my attitude becomes negative, and I cannot do anything effectively because I don't know how to eliminate any of the stress. I know that taking action on my responsibilities reduces the stress. How can I prioritize, schedule, or use any technique that will help me relax, reduce the stress and anxiety, and take action to effectively help myself in those moments? Okay, so you already know the key, which is that action ultimately cures all. So you need to do one very simple thing, which is to build in a belief that you repeat, 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 make sure that you actually believe it, which is that All of that stuff doesn't really matter. You're going to be able to figure it out. So whether it's, um, and just the easy way is, I'm going to be able to figure this out. Like repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. So once you believe, I'm gonna be able to figure this out, that just lowers our stress and anxiety immediately because you know there is going to be an answer. And then start working down the path, taking action, working on it, like you said, just to figure out exactly what you can do to get things across the finish line. The other is we've got to start addressing the generalized anxiety. So you need to start meditating immediately. And every time you get anxious, say to yourself, I'm going to be able to figure this out. And then stop and meditate. Sit down, meditate, At a physiological level, get yourself to the point where you can really feel calm. Because in that calm, creative state, you're going to have the ideas that you need to actually solve the problem. So that's the really important part, is to go through that cycle. First, have a belief at the core of your being that you will be able to figure it out. Everything is going to be okay. Start from that position, and then deal with the anxiety through meditation. Then, once we're there, then we start taking action and we just solve the problems. Like there's no reason to let yourself exacerbate the situation by getting emotional about it. Just remember, 
that's the cycle. That's how you go. That's how you react to things. So rather than letting that balloon and mushroom and waste the whole day, just do those simple steps, get yourself back on track, then be action oriented and get it done. And then you may also need a belief at the core of yourself that is identity focused, where you're saying, I'm the type of person that doesn't procrastinate. I always do things right away so I can get them done. I'm excited to get this stuff done. I'm excited about what I'm building. Repeat that stuff, get that going. Let those be the juices that you're marinating in, and then you're gonna get yourself moving. All right, Grace says, my name is Grace from Tanzania, and I just turned 28, and for as long as I could remember, confidence and anxiety have played a huge part in holding me back towards getting far ahead into what I'm extremely passionate about, which is creating music, performing, and being the best at it. I had released some work a year ago, faced a number of challenges since then, including time management, balancing my nine to five, music as well as finances since I'm an independent artist. But the more I think about my music career, that's when fear and anxiety kicks in. I get this voice in my head that I won't be good enough. What if I fall on my face? Will I be able to manage work and music at the same time, etc.? Basically a trillion questions because making a career out of music is such a big deal for me. What would be the best thing to do? So the best thing to do is to remember one very fundamental and crushingly true statement. The struggle is guaranteed. The success is not. So you know you're going to struggle. You know you're going to have to sit down at that keyboard, assuming that that's how you write your music. You know you're going to have to sit down, write these songs, and face that they may not be good enough, and face that no one may like them and face that you may just not be good enough yet and that you're gonna have to practice and get better. But if you love that process, if you cultivate a love for that process to remind yourself that the act of getting better is part of what you like and then to remember how you wanna touch people with your music, that you wanna move them, that you wanna make them feel more alive. When you're focusing on that stuff, then you've really got a shot at sticking it through and pushing past the fear, pushing past the anxiety, and then, and then, and then, really embrace one simple fact. You are going to fall on your face. You are going to fail an extraordinary number of times. And that's just the nature of the beast. Like people embrace one simple fact. The way that the human mind adapts is through trying something, failing, it hurts, it hurts, right? The pain is part of the process. It hurts, so you reflect on it. And as Ray Dalio said, pain plus reflection equals progress. You begin to understand what you're doing wrong. But it is the process of doing something wrong, understanding what you have done, which you have the willingness to look at, largely because it hurts and it sucks and you're not having fun and you want to get back on track to feeling good about it, and then you get better. But if you literally are so afraid of the feeling, the pain, that you don't even put yourself in this situation, you can't adapt. So literally, the quote, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, is that. It's saying that you're never going to get through the adaptation response because your fear stopped you from getting into the position of pain where the growth actually happens. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean the pain is the thing that's going to keep you focusing on the doing, the practice, the repetition, so that you don't have to feel that way again. Evan Renfro. Renfo. Having a massively audacious goal, I understand the risks involved with its pursuit and that the outcome is not guaranteed. I've made the commitment to myself to do everything in my power to continue to develop the skills, knowledge, and overall utility required to succeed in this endeavor. 
and would continue the journey through whatever difficulties await because I believe so deeply in the potential impact. My single, mostly interior barrier is that by pursuing this, knowing the struggles, I'm not only making this decision for myself, but my wife and my family as well. How did you maintain a level of leadership and provision before any of your efforts came to fruition. I don't understand the provision part, but um, how did I maintain a level of leadership before any of my efforts came to fruition? It really comes down to, I believe in the process of being a human. Follow me on this. I believe in the process of being a human. I understand how the human animal adapts. I understand neuroplasticity. I understand things like myelination. I understand the difference between the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. I understand that there's actually a part of the brain that is called the gearbox for the brain, which is the basal ganglia. It's the thing that allows you to shift attention, to not get caught up in like overly negative emotions and to stay stuck there. So I understand all of these things. Because I understand them, it allows me to really interpret my own behavior. And as I'm interpreting it, it has less and less control over me. So even though I haven't done anything in the real world to be like, I'm amazing. I know that I can get amazing no matter where I'm at, no matter how bad I was when I started, that there, through process, there is a way to improve my skill set. And I so believe in that. That's why I'm, so I'm considering what book to write, (laughs) which I've been considering with you guys for quite some time now. And one of the angles that I've been thinking about is we all have to have like a code that we live by, things that we just choose to believe and to really believe voraciously in them. And one of the things that I believe voraciously in is that the human animal, the human animal, the human animal adapts through stressors. So I'm gonna have to put myself in a position to try something that is hard, that is currently beyond my reach, to push myself to my limits, to get very uncomfortable, to put myself in a high failure rate ratio kind of endeavor. So I know that I'm going to fail. That is the very nature of pushing myself to the point where I actually can trigger that adaptation response. I just believe in that. I just believe that that is how the human animal makes change. So since I know that, then I'm gonna have to be really comfortable embarrassing myself failing. I'm going to have to be diligent about looking for the lesson. I'm going to have to hunger to find out where I'm wrong, what I'm wrong about. And even if that means soliciting, like every week, every week we get together as an entire company and I ask, is there anything, we call it principles, is there any principles items, comments, questions, concerns, anything that somebody can point out to somebody, whether myself or somebody else, that they're doing wrong, that they could be doing better? And it is amazingly empowering if you can get past the emotional sting of knowing that somebody has been thinking, yeah, you're sucking at this thing. And it does sting, but whatever, because if you can obsessively focus on that process of human improvement, then you know getting that blinder removed, getting that piece of information frees you up to get that skill and to not be in that position and to continue to improve. So because I had that belief, it saw me through the distressing periods of time in my life, which by the way, it's never like you figured something out and now you've got it. I figured out one company and just when I had that figured out, then I moved on to the next company in a totally different industry and I had to start all over again. So, but I love that. I love that learning process and I believe in the process. And so that always carries me through when the rest of the world thinks I'm never going to be able to pull it off. I have all the belief that I will be able to make it happen. All right, next question. 
This is from Scott Fleming. I'm nearly 40 and have had the same job since I was 18. Wow. I feel I have invested a large part of myself to creating a good home life over the years with navigating many relationships at the expense of climbing to the top of my industry, which I always felt was was within me, but the drive for a happy family life has always taken over. I'm now very married and have a beautiful wife, son, and home, but have not reached the place I feel I can in my career and feel like I'm at a point of no return. I am pushing, but have so many life restrictions, I don't know which path to take, family or career. All right, so Lisa and I just had a whole episode of Relationship Theory about this very question, which by the way, if you're not listening to Relationship Theory, I highly suggest it. I think that we cover some really fascinating ground, including things like this. So here's the answer that we discussed on Relationship Theory. The best piece of advice I ever got around being a parent was Tom, have kids, don't have kids. It doesn't matter, but whatever you're doing, do it all the way. So the reality is you have a family and there's beauty in that, as you well know. And you wanna make sure that you carve out time to drink from, drink deeply from the marrow of that experience and to make sure that you're the kind of parent that you wanna be, that you're the kind of spouse that you wanna be. And when you're at work, you're gonna be drinking deeply from the marrow of that, but it is definitely going to be a split camp. But you must find the beauty in both. You must find a way not to resent the other when you're at the other. So when you're at home, don't resent work. When you're at work, don't resent home. You've gotta find a way to be all into that thing you're doing, but find the, the harmony, as Lisa Nichols says, versus balance. Find the harmony between the two so that you're not resenting the other when you're doing the other. So I think that that is incredibly, incredibly important. And yes, having a family probably does mean that you're never gonna go quite as far in your career as you could, but you have a family, and so you get the beauty that comes along with that. So it's like you just really emotionally have to invest in deciding to look at the beauty in each of those. So when you're at your career really striving to be great, do it, man. Go all in. And then recognize that the family is a chance to cleanse your palate and to do something different, to really like dive into how beautiful that connection is and to see other human beings grow. Like That's also really extraordinary. So that is my advice. Next up, Taryn Wright. How do I mentally prepare for, have, a growth mindset about money? I'm starting to make a shit ton more money than I ever have before. I am part of a startup recruiting company. I've been working my ass off for the past 12 months, but because of the long sales cycle in this business, I haven't really made any money yet. The last two months, I have been really pushing and things are picking up speed. I am on track to literally double, maybe even triple my income. I have never made more than about 50,000 a year and I am on track to almost double that just in the next few months. I'm so nervous to make that kind of money. Why? Why is it so hard for me to wrap my head around making a killer income? Because it's all tied up in identity. So right now your identity is the identity of a person who's never made more than $50,000. So $50,000 is your number, that's what you think. Here's the great news, nothing's gonna change, you're not gonna feel any differently, but it is going to disrupt your story. So I highly recommend that you tell yourself a story, give yourself an identity that has nothing to do with an amount of money. I would say something like, I'm the type of person that makes smart decisions with my money. I'm the type of person that saves money before I spend it. That kind of thing. That way you know what your expenses are, you're putting it away, you're not getting yourself into trouble, you're not just pissing it away. I'm the type of person that lives well below my means. 
I highly suggest the adoption of that system. But it's not, I'm the type of person that makes $50,000. So that isn't you. You're the type of person that works hard. You're the type of person that's smart about your money. You're the type of person that saves before you spend. You're the type of person that lives below your means. And you're the type of person that is never defined by how much money you have. You're the type of person that knows your worth has nothing to do with your net worth. You start saying stuff like that, all of a sudden the money comes, the money goes, you're not caught up in it, you're not trapped by it, it's not part of your identity, it's not part of who you are, it is a utility. It's something that you can use. It is the great facilitator and it can facilitate things that you care deeply about, but that's it. And so when you have that attitude about money, in the years where you're making 150,000 or triple that or 10 times that, it doesn't have any um, disruptive effect on how you view yourself. All right, next question. Emily Medici. I spent my 20s dedicated to music and trying to be a rock star. If I'm honest though, I did all the wrong things. If you think of a band as a small business. Now I'm almost 30 and thinking, God, I don't know that this, is, that this fits what I want anymore. How do you work on closing the door on something without having achieved what you wanted? How do you not feel like a quitter when you look at a life and realize you need to change directions and work on a new career altogether? Okay, this is so powerful and I think a lot of people struggle with this and the reality here is you've gotta know what your ultimate goal is because giving up on a path is, I just, I don't even think twice about giving up on a path. When a path is not taking me to my real goal, then I ditch it. So your real goal is basically universal. I think everybody has the same ultimate goal and the same ultimate goal is fulfillment. Fulfillment is made up of acquiring a set of skills that you've had to work really hard to acquire, that you enjoyed the process of acquiring, that allow you to not only empower yourself but to help others. That to me is just like the secret formula. How far can I push myself? How much better can I get? And can I do it serving other people in a way that just thrills me. So when you're focused on that, if you realize, oh, music no longer fits that, cool, set music aside. What's the next thing that we're going to cultivate that we're really going to pour ourselves into and we're going to work our asses off to develop a set of skills that not only enrich our lives but help the lives of others. Like when you get into that, you'll realize that you're not quitting on anything of value. You're not quitting on anything that's important. So you're getting rid of something that was no longer leading you towards fulfillment. And I just think that's smart. And so being able to constantly evaluate that. Also, seems like you were pretty committed to that for a very long time. And the only thing that makes me nervous about giving this advice is that a lot of people are just intoxicated by the beginning of something. The, the thought of what it could be, that dream, the big dream, the abstract dream. And what they don't like is the realities, the nitty gritty of getting shit done. And so I don't want people to hear, oh, like every six months, like quit that, move on to the next, quit, move, quit, move. Like if you get into that cycle, you haven't developed grit yet because there is a certain amount of really pushing past the hard stuff to get to true mastery. Gaining true mastery is a huge part of fulfillment. So if you're always tapping out after you know, three to six months, um, know that you have a different issue. But if that isn't your problem and it doesn't sound like it is, then by all means, Ditch that path which is no longer taking you towards fulfillment. Create the one that will. Steven Wechschmied. 
I have been struggling with this for more than 10 years. On one hand, I want to be successful enough to not care so much about money, to be independent, and being able to raise my child and support my girlfriend. On the other hand, I am a huge sports fanatic and I love my free time to go whitewater kayaking and skiing. I just love to do sports because it's my true passion. But when I work part-time to have enough to do those sports, I am never happy either because I feel like I'm not making any progress. Let's try that again. Uh, I am never happy either because I feel like I am not making any progress. That, there's a missing sentence there somewhere, or a second half of that sentence. Um, any idea what to do with this situation? So you're not happy because you feel like you're not making progress. Scroll back up. I need to check this one again. Um, raising money, you want to make money, support your girlfriend. On the other hand, you like to do sports, but when you work part-time, to have enough time to do those sports. I think I misread that the first time. Uh, I'm never happy. I see. Okay. Um, I'm guessing you feel like you're not making progress in your job and that's the problem. Yeah. So welcome to my nightmare. There are so many things in life that I want to do that I'm passionate about, let alone really interested in, let alone just find fascinating, that I'll never be able to pull them all off in one life, which is part of the reason that I'm obsessed with this notion of living forever, because you can't do everything, but you can do anything. The better way to say that is, you can do anything you want, but not everything. So that's just the reality of life. That's the reality of the way that time and everything conflicts. So you're going to have to find a way to allocate your time in such a way that it leaves you enough time to get the thrill of the sports, but also move the way that you want to move in your job. And ultimately, you're going to have to rank them, really, just based on you. There's no right answer, but you've got to rank them. Which of those two things, advancing your career or doing sports, do you find more rewarding? And then whatever one that is, like there are people that have lived in their car just to be able to go surf because that's what they love and that's what they want to do at least at that moment in their life. And so you've got to have the guts to decide which one of those is a higher priority. And once you have that, then act in accordance with that. And if it's, yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, the thing that's more fulfilling is traveling around and doing the sports. So I'm just going to have to accept that I'm not gonna get my career where I wanna go. But that's okay because I love this other thing so much. And when you're no longer being beaten up by that conflict of like, oh God, which one should I be doing? Pick one and run in that direction. Like this may be the greatest human skill. Pick one. Pick one. Pick one. None of it is ever gonna feel right. It's never gonna be like, oh yeah, this is the ultimate thing that I wanna be doing. It doesn't feel like that. You simply decide, of the thousand doors that I could go through, I'm going to go through this door. And then if you get to the other side and you're running down that path and you realize, you know what, this is not nearly as cool as I thought it would be, turn around, go back, and then go to the next door. And all the things that you learn going down that first path will still carry with you, it's not wasted time. So you just have to be willing to change direction if it's not working out for you. And most importantly, be willing to prioritize and make a decision. All right, Joanna Wells. Hello, Chase and Tom. I have a question about memory retention. I work a very chaotic, high-pressure job where I work a lot of hours. When I have me time, I have a huge craving to digest information, especially like the kind from Impact Theory. Well, thank you. I love it and I can't stop. The problem is I have a hard time retaining anything. How can I satisfy my zest for consuming awesome content fast and retain the great content as well? So one, you're going to start writing things down. So as you're going through the content, which you may be doing at a sped up rate, which if you're anything like me, I totally get that. But I pause. When I hear something amazing, I pause. 
I take notes. Now, maybe ultimately that means that I'm not finishing as fast as I could, but it definitely means that I'm retaining more information than I would otherwise. So I stop and I take notes. That's a big thing. So stop and take notes when you hear something awesome. And then most importantly, of those awesome things, the ones that really resonate, put into practice immediately, right now, today. Don't put it off. Don't wait till tomorrow to start. Literally start today. In fact, I will tell you one thing. Reading this morning, I'm reading a book that was recommended to me by Will Vu. That kid is trying to threaten Chase's throne. He's coming for the throne of most amazing book recommendations, which by the way, if you're not following Chase, at one point he was doing dope book recommendations on his IG feed. He's kind of waffled on that a bit, but he still holds the crown as the number one recommender of awesome books in my life. But Will has just recommended a book to me, which is amazing called Measure What Matters. I highly recommend that anybody in business read that. I haven't finished it yet, so I can't swear that it will apply to everybody, but certainly in a business setting, Read, read, measure what matters. It's really, really important. And I think that that is going to be something that you will find incredibly useful. Scroll back up for a second. So um, in retaining that, putting that into good use, immediate, I've been talking to everybody about measure what matters because that was something that I read today and I realized I really want to start doing this. So this is a second conversation now that I'm having about measuring what matters because I want to reinforce it in myself. So not only telling yourself, but telling other people and then putting it into immediate use is a way to just reinforce, reinforce, reinforce. And when you tell people that you're going to do it, they're going to hold you accountable. So That is exactly what I do. It's a nice, simple two-prong approach. Take notes, put into practice, actually three prongs if you will let me, and then tell other people so that they hold you accountable. All right, there it is. All right, guys, that's the end of today's AMA. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you for submitting your questions. As always, very, very appreciated. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, by the way, that would be huge. Go right now to your podcast app of choice. Hit that subscribe button. It allows us to reach a wider audience, which is what we want to do. We want to help as many people as we can. So if this is adding value and you want to say a little thank you, going and subscribing would be huge. If you've already subscribed, rate and review. That is also immeasurably helpful. Really appreciate it. If we have any comic fans in the house that are into what we're doing on the narrative side. We're launching our first comic book called Neon Future in conjunction with the world-famous DJ Steve Aoki, former guest on my show, which is super exciting. Rad dude. I'm super stoked on this story. I think we've told an amazing story. I think the comic book is just high-level art. I think it's beautiful. And we're going to be at the New York Comic Con. Come by booth 236 Join us there. Say what's up. October 4, 5, 6, and 7. I will be there all day, every day. So come and say what's up. All right. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.